everyone, this is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Ben Moore, Michael Huber, hello, and Brandon Jones. Cheers. Ben, uh, currently, for listeners, uh, giving some loving attention to Sophie the dog. Who is on the podcast for the first time. On nice. the podcast, meaning she's in the room. Yeah, she's Perfect. she's giving us loving glances, at least. I told Sophie, I'm like, hey, just uh, stay inside while we shoot the podcast, but we're going to try this. We're going to see if she's... On her, on her best behavior. I've never heard her bark for a she's solid a hour. Oh yeah, no, no, it's not the barking, or it's just like you know, I don't know if the, I don't know if there's some food left over from from dinner earlier. You know, she might you know be get uh, need lots of attention about forty minutes in, and mm-hmm. just kind of like walk right up to you, Kyle, and just be like, Kyle, you have to pet me. And you're like, well, I'm, we're having a really good discussion right now, Sophie. For now, Sophie's <laughs> being very patient with us. It sounds like she's just very ready she's to usually hear pretty us good about talk it, yeah. about video games. So we'll see. Uh, let's move into down. corrections. This could be her favorite part of the week. This right here? <laughs> you never know. She gets a lot of attention. Um, let's begin correction music. So, uh, one of David Jaffe's ideas was to have Kratos eventually travel through other pantheons. So the Norse thing isn't that far from his original vision, apparently. And I remember that, actually. No, I saw that comment. Yeah. I remember him saying that. So that's kind of cool. Uh, this is just kind of a follow-up. Nerd Leaks is gone. It has disappeared. Uh, they were shut down. Nerdleaks are the, is the website that dug up all the God of War so concept nice. art. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think they were gone when we reported on it last week. I just wasn't aware of it, but they're just blown off the internet. <laughs> How a lot of things crazy getting shut is down. that? I've, I've never the seen World anything Warcraft like that. World so of Warcraft depressing. server. I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually mad about it, and I'm a self-professed Blizzard nut. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... The chronological order of God of War story goes, and this is just just to clarify anything. I think nobody here cares, but it's oh, I know, I can tell you right now. All right, let's go. Let's see if Huber can do it. Okay, you're already you're Chain. already done. You're already off. <laughs> Chains Sorry. of Olympus is first. Chains of Olympus. Okay. Ascension. Uh huh. One. Yes. Ghost of Sparta. Yes. Two. Yes. Three. Yes. <laughs> Pretty good, Huber. Yeah. That was not bad. <laughs> Uh, finally, PS4 Remote Play works outside of your home network just like the Vita can. Of course, this means more latency and correction music. Cool. That, that's a, that's a, I'll take that amount of corrections. Yeah, it was a good amount of corrections. Yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And none of them were like, we weren't too stupid last week. <laughs> Some weeks were but just total week. dumb-dumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a whole new week, a whole new set of corrections to allow you to give to us. Uh... Y'all know my favorite way to start the show is a game announcement. Now, this week we have a game reveal that isn't quite like it was already announced, basically, but it was still exciting nonetheless. Titanfall 2 had a reveal trailer uh, teaser, I guess we would call that, this week. How would we describe this to listeners who have never seen this trailer before? What happens? You're in a forest. Okay. Uh, I'm in a forest? Yes, you're in a forest. Okay, so I'm moving Uh, in first person. You you are moving first person very slowly towards what looks like an an escape pod. Okay. Uh, This is, you know, you're you're in a war-torn environment. You get Mm -hmm. a sense that uh, either a war is happening right now or or just happened. And smoke is coming out of this this escape pod. And uh, as you get closer to it, and you can see that the the door is opening and something or someone is going to come out of this escape pod, a, a... it seems like a giant animal at first, but a giant titan steps in from right behind you, uh, and a huge sword comes slashing down, you know, like he's kind of 
You know, like you're putting a flag in the ground thunk, right in front of the camera. I do not remember at all what the guy says. <laughs> kind of something like, yeah, war's tough. I, I don't remember. Something exactly. about like, stop seen it once. caring about surviving, then you'll live longer or something. Something around those Yeah, lines. yeah, yeah. Don't be a hero, bro. Don't be a hero. Yeah. Uh, was this an effective teaser? Let's let's give it a score. Let's 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 analyze this teaser. Oh my! Yeah, I liked it because <laughs> t- I didn't really care for Titanfall one, and the thing I wanted most, I remember when playing Titanfall one, was swords, swords and like shields. That's what you wanted. You played yeah. Titanfall and said, "I wish this yeah. had swords and shields." I was like, "This needs to be more like Gundam. Let's get some swords, some shields, some like laser beams." So by showing a sword that blatantly is like, "Here you go, heavy melee focus now with the Titans." Is exactly what I wanted, so now I'm pretty excited. The the teaser didn't work for me, and I think I, I think I finally figured out why. Okay, because it was trying to set an atmosphere and it was trying to set a tone, which I commend. I think that's really really cool. But when I think about my entire time with Titanfall, I don't know anything about that world. I don't know anything about those characters. The way that I view Titanfall One is purely as a mechanical game. Like shooting things, paying attention to my score, getting unlocks, because that was its focus. And so, if they are trying to draw me in, I don't have anything to give them back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any experiences from Titanfall 1 that would get me excited about whatever this guy is saying in the teaser. And so, I don't think I'm going to be excited personally until I see how it plays. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Its restraint is kind of what makes it appealing to me. Sure. That it is, like, they do feel little confident in their story. They feel confident in their their dialogue. Campaign, it's coming. Yeah. But well, I they, think... They've already announced they're doing a campaign. Yeah. They already announced, like, they're they're very committed, they're very committed to story this time around. Good. Which that, I think is pretty cool. That campaign trailer, cinematic trailer... Yeah. I think would be enough to get me there. Like, it would give me that base, and then I could get excited. So. But instead, we just have a teaser where a sword drops and some yeah. dumb dialogue. Yeah, man, just teasers in general are really hard for me. You know what I mean? Because it just gets to the point where it's like, get excited about us talking more about this thing that you will have to wait even longer for. Yeah, so it's weird. They announced they were doing a sequel to Titanfall a year ago almost. Right. Uh, it, I don't think it was called Titanfall 2 until this very moment, until this teaser trailer came out. Jonas, do you think this is the right way to say this is Titanfall 2? Yeah, I think this is one of those weird trailers that doesn't need to be amazing. I don't think it's the time to amaze. I, I think is? this trailer is literally just kind of like stepping in front of your eyeballs for a second and being like, see you in two months. And you're like, oh, Titanfall. Okay, yeah, see you in two months. That was weird. Anyway, you know, and then two months from now, we're going to be like, oh, okay. So we're, oh, yeah, Titanfall 2. That's right. It's not like, oh, my God, it was so clear how this game's going to change everything because they showed us. They didn't really. They kind of hinted at something. I wonder what that means. I think it's a conversation starter and not necessarily like, there's your proof. To, you know, shut up and take my pre-order. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, I think they know, like, any kind of strong decision we make, you know, is going to alienate fans or people are going to make fun of or it's just, you know, the, it, it, it's going to, if we if we are too proof of concept and don't sh- give you the 10-minute gameplay video to back up what we're selling here, then it's just, it's too much. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm not interested. So by the time, like, okay, now watch the 10-minute, you're like, I, you had your chance, you know. So, like, we don't really know what they're focusing on. But we are talking about it, so Swords. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it was smart. Uh, um, as someone who is always bored by Titanfall, I'm very stoked about Titanfall too. It's 48 seconds, which is very smart. Yeah, to just you know, here's that check it, you know, 
Check your calendar. Yeah, no, no, this game is coming. We didn't state sure. that right. It ends with a date that is yeah. the E3, EA's E3 thing, the, the Sunday yeah, thing. The announcement will not be the surprise. Right. What, what it is. Will be uh, surprise, and yeah. from what I could tell, it looked like uh, it was an engine. It, ju- it just looked like a game engine. It yeah, looked like, you're right. It, it, did. like it didn't look CG. The smoke was like, oh, no, no, no. That's a, yeah, PC's running that thing. That's, yeah. a, that's a game. Oh, that's worth mentioning, too. Uh, PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One for Titanfall 2. And the Titanfall 1 was last gen as well, right? Yes, I think right. I remember Rohan the, playing like the 360 version. It was, version. On it was hilariously for bad. Sure, yeah, know, just like it wasn't hilariously no, bad. No, hilariously bad. No, it held up, but it was so clear. It was just, it was just interesting to see, you know, like a game that just it just looked worse. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like every like reflections, you know, smoke, <laughs> yeah. spark, everything. I like, think it's actually regarded as a really good port, though. Sure, I mean it works. Yeah, it's a Call of Duty on the Wii. You're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you did it. There are still there. people who play Call of Duty on Wii, sure. and they're like, I, mean, yeah. I love those controls, yeah. Um, okay, maybe we should, we can move on. I get, I, don't, I get the impression that people aren't too stoked on Titanfall 2 right now. But I think they knew that, and I think the trailer suggests that. The trailer's kind of like, we're not forcing you to be excited. Like Ben said, it, it nothing brought me into that world. Uh-huh. Um, from from playing Titanfall 1. From playing Titanfall 1, like, like purely mechanical, That that is like a beautiful way to describe that game. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to see the sword fighting in action to really be excited or, or be drawn into the, the story somehow. There's, there's just one thing that I want to make a comparison to. Sure. And like you said, we knew Titanfall was coming over a year ago, which is, which was already kind of a bummer to me. And to me, the, to this day, like still one of the most compelling game announcements that I've seen in a long time was Overwatch. I had no idea it existed until we saw it, and within that single presentation, within that announcement, I had a really good idea what was going on in that world, and I already cared about those characters. And so for me, like, if you are going to establish the world, and I understand, like you said, that, like, that's not the point of this trailer, I get that, and that makes total sense, and I can see where they're coming from, but I would just rather have, right out of the gate, get to the point. Sure. You know, like so many things are competing for my attention. There are so many games out there right now that I can spend hours on. I've played tons of shooters. Like, let's just get to the meat of it immediately. Yeah. Maybe that's too cynical, though. I wonder if it's honestly like they're trying to hype the event as much as they're trying to hype the game. The EA event? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It might be something like that. It's like you get to see Titanfall 2 for the first time as opposed to like, we have bunches of secrets. It's like, okay, EA. That'll be interesting <laughs> if they do the same thing with like Mirror's Edge or something. Like they just do all their games. They're like, yo, June 12th. Like another teaser drops for... Hubert, Mirror's Edge was teased like two years ago. Tease it again. Non-stop <laughs> teases. But I'm saying like, yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, just other games like from them. Hyping uh-huh. up the event, you know? Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's just Titanfall 2 or... Oh, they've dude, they've got Mass Effect and more Star Wars games. Like, that event, their EA's event is going to be probably yeah. one of the best this year. Man, Mass Effect. They've they've really kept that under wraps. That yeah. is actually, yeah, that's kind of a good example of what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and just Could because of that, thing? I'm so stoked to see whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, they've done a great job of keeping that under wraps. Uh, For now. Right. <laughs> We've got a lot of time. Ciao for Neo Gaff. But again, those 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 tiers. You know, Mass Effect <laughs> is on that early tier where it's like that first thing that we see is going to be huge. Whereas Titanfall, they already realized that we're not going to get you to that. Oh, did you hear what Titanfall did? Because yeah, we we already knew it was right. coming. You know. Mm-hmm. And so this this literally the major thing I got from there wasn't even swords. It was June twelfth. It was that mm-hmm. like yeah. Please be excited. We'll be back. 
that this will be a six-minute gameplay demo with with very little introduction. Some guy's just going to walk out on stage and start playing Titanfall. Here's Titanfall. And you're not going to be like, what? what is this? You're like, oh, this is Titanfall. Here it is. Yeah. Because we prepped you for it. I bet you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, we very can make cool. that bet that they'll just could start playing. It won't be like, in the world of Titanfall, yeah. we're on the or planet Excelsior. Or that would be Excelsior. a big mistake if they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that's what this is. I'll bet you. The I'll take that bet. Excelsior. Okay, so what's the bet? S- stupid intro. They, <laughs> stupid intro. I, I'm, a, I'm with I'm Huber. with stupid intro. I'm with stupid intro. Oh, guests. Ooh, I'll, I'll give I'll give EA the benefit of the doubt on this for no good reason whatsoever. Wait, so we have a team bet? We yeah, have, I think yeah. this is ho- uh, stupid if, intro. If you don't think if you think they're gonna run right into it, if you okay. trust me, Kyle. Okay, yeah, I'm trusting you. Okay. Okay. I, what? I am almost willing to <laughs> make the bet. They will. Their first sentence will be in the world of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost willing. Okay. All right. So, uh, loser of the bet has to pre-order Titanfall two. Uh, Wait, what? No, we gotta raise it. We gotta You're raise it. No, 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 no. I'm, let me go. Let me okay, keep going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you have to go. You gotta pre-order Titanfall two. You have to tweet out an image of your receipt, and you gotta go pre-ordered, baby. <laughs> Okay. You don't only have to pre-order. Yeah. You have to get whatever Mega Collector's Edition. Oh man. <laughs> oh no. We no, don't no, know no, what that is yet. That's, that's money. Fun. That's okay, all I'm money. I'm just trying to make it interesting. Comes that could be, be like a car. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Pre-ordered, baby. Pre-ordered, baby. Okay, we'll lock that in. We'll do that. Okay, there is another new official bet. I want to talk about a company that is actually also normally very good at keeping their games secret and their development secret, Rockstar. So uh, we have a very crazy headline this week that's honestly taken me a lot to figure out what's going on here. Uh, My headline is Rockstar North former president sues Take-Two for $150 million. That is a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, I'll do a little bit of background. Here's what I've gathered. Essentially, in 2008, three people signed an extensive contract with Take-Two. That was Sam Hauser, Dan Hauser, the Hauser brothers, and Leslie Benzies. So this is a guy I've never really heard much from. Uh, they were all getting paid the same. The Hauser brothers and this guy. Like, they're all getting, like, an equal cut of probably ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, Benzies took a sabbatical in September of 2014. In January of 2014, Take Two in an investor meeting said that he decided to leave the company. According to this suit where he's suing for $150 million, uh, he tried to go back to work in April of 2015 and they said, no, you're fired. Uh, his car didn't work and they shooed him out of the building. This guy who was president. So that's okay. We'll start there, I guess. This is crazy, huh? To hear this much from Rockstar, to learn that this guy was that important. Um, we'll have a live reading later from Brandon Jones. But, like, what do you think about this, about learning all this behind, like, Rockstar development, which is normally so secretive? Well, it's tricky because what, what's Take-Two and what's Rockstar? Take-Two is the well, publisher. I, right. But, I mean, again, like, how much of this is coming directly from Take-Two? All, all just this kind of, like, skeevy business practices. As opposed to actually Rockstar. Like, that, that was, so, these, these were decisions Rockstar made. In the language of the suit, uh, Benzies definitely blames the Hauser brothers. He thinks that they are resentful toward him. It's tricky, man. What, Ben, what is it? What are you about to say? No, I, it's not anything profound. Like, what, is he resentful toward them because he was getting the same cut? Is that the... 
it's the argument. It's uh, maybe that uh, they were definitely mad about the sabbatical, and that's basically why they said you're 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 fired, and that you it was a breach of contract, and so we we don't owe you that one hundred fifty million dollars. That's really what the suit is about. Is he owed that money because of the sabbatical? Do we or know not? what his sabbatical involved? Uh, what do you mean? Like, why did he go on sabbatical? Oh no, I don't think so. I okay. think he just needed some time. Because that to me is like the most important thing. If he was just like, yo, I'm taking time off. I've had enough development then okay he's in the wrong but if he like needed time you know game development is like one of the most stressful things on earth yeah you know if, if he needed time and they just shunned him and and cut him off like that after that seems after five months right like yeah. that is crazy I, I feel like i think i got my dates wrong but yeah i think it was five months i honestly feel like they're you could see both sides of this as well. Mm-hmm. Like like Huber was saying, we've heard stories, right? There was the big expose on the development of Red Dead Redemption yeah. where yeah. the entire thing was, I made, I wanted to kill myself making this game. Like the hours were ungodly. The work was insane. All that stuff. And so you sort of get the process that the work culture at Rockstar is all consuming. So like you said, someone needing to take time off yeah. makes sense. But at the same time, right? Rockstar, whether you like them or not, is the top tier, right? They they have they make the biggest video games. They sell the most. There's a level of prominence and importance on them. And if this person was at a super high level and just wandered off, I could see wandered how that would off. cause problems. You know, we don't know the nature in which he left and the terms and all of that stuff. So it's hard to like issue judgment one way or the other, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so I do want to read something very interesting. Um, Brennan Sinclair of GamesIndustry.biz was reading through the case, was reading through the, the suit, uh, tweeted out an interesting thing. Gaff picked it up. Uh, Brennan Jones is going to give us a dramatic reading of this portion. Is this guy British too? You give of me lots of British people. No, no, no. This is a lawsuit. So, I mean, oh. he, maybe he is British. I'm actually not sure. Um, but just read this as, a, as if you were reading a legal document. But also give voices to the, to the voices. As Sam Hauser reviewed more of the game that he had overseen for many years, he became more desperate writing to Mr. Benzies the very next day. The RDR is a recurring nightmare, but one I, we, need to get out of. I have problems with the camera all over the place. So much so that I can't be rational or specific about it. The darkness! As reflected in his October 24, 2009 email to Mr. Benzies, Sam Hauser's desperation was escalating. Please help me, us, get RDR into shape. I am a jabbering wreck right now. I need the Benz. Once Mr. Benzies intervened, the game was finished within a few months, complete and ready for uh, presentation to external publishers such as Sony and Microsoft. Some programming whisper. I need the band. That guy almost sounds like a messiah figure. Holy cow. Wow. I'm sorry. This man might be my favorite person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, Jones. This guy who like... Who knows? He used to work... So he was working on GTAs, and so they brought him on the RDR team to apparently like clean it up, and he did within months... Who knows? And, and then, then this is he, the guy yeah. who's gone from the company so now? So does he do that and then go on sabbatical? He did that, then went on to GTA 5. And then after GTA 5? Yeah. What, 2014? Yeah. yeah GTA like, 5 would do that to anyone. That's like the biggest game ever made. I can't even imagine when they were done with that. I bet people just went and sleeped, slept for like six months. And 2014 is <laughs> like way after the release of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I was after the release of HD, I feel like. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, this is... 
we could talk about this. We could literally finish talking about this right now and move on to another topic. Okay. We could talk about this for 20 more minutes. Mm-hmm. We'll, we're never going to know. Just like just like Konami and Kojima. We're yeah. never going to know. Well, here's the crazy I, thing. Is I like, know. Books will, books, will be, yeah. books will be written and we will read them, but we're never going to know. Like we're, we were, we're never going to be in there in that room. When you know, when the you know, could Kojima and whoever stared each other across the room, like, oh, it's gonna be like that, huh? So it's like, you know, it's like you were up. saying, like, Rockstar's, you know, this, Take Two is one of the biggest publishers, you know, in the industry. Like, I, I, I think this had more to do with just straight business than games. You know, like, I think this was just a business thing, and and because of that, I, I think it's be so rare that we'll actually get to the bottom of this. It's crazy though to even have what you just read aloud, Jones. Like the Hauser brothers hate doing interviews yeah. they hate saying anything they are probably so mad that those emails are public uh yeah i i the have Benz. i have quoted yeah. the housers on several occasions grand theft auto is one of my favorite franchises anyone has ever made the two could pass me down the street i would not have no idea oh yeah like i i, I might have been in the same room at several points in my life with other brothers did not know you know <laughs> like, they're just they're mysterious guys. Yeah. And so this this being mysterious isn't like a huge shock to me. Like I could I kind of look at the Hauser brothers like James Cameron. Like I love his work. I, I never want to have dinner with that guy. I never want to have a conversation with that guy. <laughs> if I was at a party and saw Cameron, I'd be like, no, you know, like because the, because the, because the way that because the nature of that man's personality is why he his art is so good because he's an ass, you know. Yeah. And like I'm sure Hauser, you know, I'm sure those guys are just uh, you know huge pains in the asses. But man, they. After all that sleep, after all that, you know, however many years we shaved off of all those developers' lives to make Red Dead, like, can't say I'm not grateful. Yeah. Can't say I, I, I'm not happy that game exists. But it takes takes a taskmaster, I imagine, you know. What's up, Bench? Uh, before, before I started doing this job, before I, like, started covering games, I would have thought, and I did think, that the Hauser brothers were kind of, like, full of themselves jerks. Who, sure. Who, you know, had made it and wanted to... Who thought they were too good for the world, right? Don't need to show up to E3. Don't need to give interviews, all that stuff. Now that I've done, I, I wouldn't say a lot, but like a number of interviews with developers, I extremely respect their stance on not doing interviews. And like, if I was in their position, I'd probably do the same thing because I feel like I've done so many interviews where it's super obvious the person just like got put in this room by a PR person and they've they've been asked the questions that you're asking so many times and they just want to be in a room working on their game and they just want people to like their game. Yeah. Like I think the marketing cycle is so vicious and gross and forced and like abundant um, that being able to say no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to make games, you're going to like them and we're going to keep doing this until the end of time. I think it's pretty cool. I'm sure, you know, it's not that cut and dry, but no, they're in a pretty cool position where it's yeah. just like, no, we don't have to interview IGN and we'll do super well regardless. Right. We don't have to interview anybody and our game will sell better than any other game. Yeah. That's a pretty cool position to be in. Um, I'm scared about Benzies, though. This is a person I was not aware of until this yeah. week. Yeah. Pulling for you, Benzies. Pulling for you, Benzies. Yep. I hope you go and make other games. Yeah. The, he's a fixer, dude. He just yeah. like comes in and fixes it. The cleaner. Yub yep. Iwerks. Sorry? Anyone? No. Anyone? Mm-mm. No, do it again one more time. What are you doing? I believe, I believe it's Yub Iwerks is how it's pronounced. Is this a Star Something Wars around thing? There. He co-created Mickey Mouse. It was Walt what? Disney and him. Mm. <laughs> you don't know who he is, do a you? A man named Yub Iwerks. <laughs> Yub Iwerks. Iwerks. Might be Hugh. Might be Yub. Something like yeah. Yep. 
and, and I might be confu- it might actually I might be confusing him with someone else. That might be another like classic, uh, you know, just. But the point is, we don't know their names. You have no idea who that guy exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Um, uh, I might be confusing him. There was Bob Kane and someone else. Who's the other guy? There's another guy that like, his, his his family's estate infamously mm-hmm. for years yeah. tried to get Batman has been like because I, I think like DC tried to like like make that cool with the family and so they like did a thing and the family's like not enough or they, they were like Whoa. yeah <laughs> and, that, and it's horrible again huge Batman fan can't remember the man's name yeah the guy who co- co-created with Bob Kane it happens yeah. ah, I'm not gonna get it sorry yeah can't have a wild corrections next server. week gotta get it shut down yeah. Ben, I'm really sorry. Money. We're not we're not covering that story this time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> not I'm not trying to force it. It just makes me mad. <laughs> the ones with the Cadillacs, they run things. What is that from? <laughs> the Wrestler. Nice, dude. That's a good pull. It's not a movie from the '80s. I love it. Yeah. The ones with the Cadillacs. It's the, the line I always remember because yeah. it's so true and it always fits. Yeah. The ones with the Cadillacs, they run things. Man, you like you just leave work and you come back in April, just like, okay, like my key doesn't work. What's going on here? Yeah. I'm president of Rockstar North. Houser's drive by. We'll take Cadillac. we'll take your Cadillac yeah. keys. Yeah. I'm the reason your games work. What are you doing? <laughs> Why would you fire me? Ugh. All right. Well, let's talk about um, good news. Uh, is this good news? This will be fun. Um, <laughs> a, a, a Kickstarter was announced for a Fear Effect sequel. Fear Effect, of course, there's two of those games, Fear Effect 1 and Fear Effect 2. Uh, I would call them, I guess, action games of the time. They're like Resident Evil, where it's like a fixed camera perspective. Scandalous. And scandalous. They were a scandalous, Scandal, very sure. sexy, sexy games. Yeah. Um, had a cool cell shading style. Uh, anyway, Square Enix last year hinted that they're going to do things like this, where they're going to lend out their IP to indie studios. And this is the result, apparently a Kickstarter. Um, it's a French studio named Sushi, but with two E's instead of an I. Uh, so it's like Sushi, but it's Sushi. They pronounce it Sushi. Uh, they're raising funds for the game. Kickstarter launched today. I had everybody watch the reveal trailer. As much of it as we could. Uh, before the, the shooting of this podcast. And I saw some reactions I didn't quite expect. How did you all feel about this? I like that we all laughed at the same point that was not intended to be funny. I did not expect laughter, first of all, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I love it all three. Like, within a second of each other, we all, yeah. boom, just exploded. What know? made you laugh about the reveal of, of this game? It wasn't the reveal of the game. It was it was a very specific moment where, like, you're following this guy, and the guy's talking is, like, his is, VO is extremely generic. Like, <laughs> it, it's clearly, like, kickstarted because it looks like they have some environments, and they wanted to show him, like, walking down the street. But they like can't you know render him you know real time walking down so they like he's like slowly you know going down like frame by frame. They do uh, single and then frame animations. The, the lead character through. that I remember from the old series like just drops down and unceremoniously just blows a guy <laughs> yeah. away like in the back of his head, <laughs> and it's just a real, like silly sound effect and like yeah we all we all laughed in that moment. So I never had a big attachment to Fear Effect. And the Kickstarter video itself, I thought, was pretty poor. It didn't yeah. do a great job of, of getting me excited. But I love Kickstarter. I think it is one of the greatest things in the video game industry right now. And I know somewhere out there, there is some r- fanatic Fear Effect fan that is freaking out, that just donated the top reward, is ready to go. So I am happy for any and all Fear Effect fans out there. Here's where I feel like the hype hits the brakes hard, though. Uh, And this was my personal experience with it, because I actually scrolled down before I watched the video. I saw uh, screenshots 
where I'm like, wow, this looks perfect. They've nailed the look of this. All these characters look so good. And then the first in-game screenshot, it's an isometric yeah. strategy game. Uh, ben, it, do you? here's what I'm trying to be understandful of, understanding of is, you know, you're an indie developer, maybe some t- particular types of games don't make sense to try to produce. It, is making this an isometric strategy game the right choice right now? I, I mean, like, I'm okay with a series changing style, but I don't, we don't understand why it changed style. They're just like, now your thing that you loved is in this different style. And I don't yeah. think they made a case for it being different. At least not in that video. At least not in that video. Yeah. Right. And, you know, if that's, if that video is the pitch, I think it's, it's hard to get behind. I like, I, like Huber said, I don't have a huge attachment for fear effect, but there wasn't a single moment where I'm like, why, why is this? Why, why are we doing this? Where are we going with this? What's the point? Um, and I think that's something that you definitely mm-hmm. need to have. I think the, the bigger story too, though, is Square Enix. You said Square Enix, right? It yeah. Is, so it's called Square Enix Collective. That is really, really cool. Yeah. Right? So I do want to talk about that. I want yeah. to talk about that positivity. Because here's what I like about this. It's like, oh, you want to use you want to use Fear Effect? You want to make an isometric strategy game? Let's see. Let's see if people want that. You yeah. know, go out and do it. And like, I actually love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no risk for Square Enix, and like, it's there. If, if we love the idea, we can support it. Nintendo, let's go. Nintendo Collective. Oh, Never I doubt happen. that. Never, <laughs> ever, ever gonna happen. But Square Enix oh, really? does have a lot of IP. They could do mm-hmm. more stuff like this, and it's actually cool to like see a product of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting, uh, and Brandon was saying, like, Fear Effect is remembered kind of as this scandalous game, and it had those really risque ads, or at least risque for the time. Yeah. And at the time, that must have made so much sense, and it must have worked really, really well for them. But I, it's, it's interesting, you know, after a long enough period, if that's all people remember about your game, it probably has the exact opposite effect. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, I've never played. I just remember the magazine ads, basically. Right. Exactly. That's all I remember as well. And the box and blockbuster. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. The towel. I remember the, <laughs> the lady in the towel was the big image. It's weird though that none of us played through this lady with the towel game. Yeah. Right. I played Fear Effect for footage for something for Countdown. We did. Uh-huh. I think I. I what you? What was Fear your impression too. of it? Uh, I, I was. I, I played all of Fear Effect One way back in the day. Don't remember a lot from it. I just remember I was be, really being into like. Remember, like, 13 was the same thing, like, cell-shaded, you know, adventure spy games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, But uh, don't, yeah, do not remember it standing out. So that kind of thinks me the isometric would maybe make sense if it's this, like, strategic, high-tech thriller, like, plotting out your master plan in yeah. some kind of cyberpunk area. I mean, XCOM works, you know what I mean? XCOM works as a game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this one will. Do you? Th- I'm not saying that this happened in this case. It's just an interesting thing to think about. Where like maybe this team really wanted to make an isometric strategy game, oh. saw an opportunity to <laughs> yeah, saw the thing we saw right. last year I am- where Square Enix is like we're letting out our IP. Right. Yeah. Because I hope not. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I mean, as like as an indie developer, yeah, where one of your biggest challenges is getting attention and, and getting people to talk about you. You know, if, if I was an indie developer, I would look for chances like this and be like, okay, here's my idea. How can I adapt this to this known property to get this off the ground? That's a great point, Ben. Yeah. You know, you're just, sushi. You're sushi. You're a right. French developer. What do we do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
we uh, it's it's tough because it happens to us. We get emails all the time about games that we've never heard about. And we can only cover so many things. And yeah. just sometimes you have to say no because you're like, I don't think people are going to want to watch this. And that that sucks. And you're it's so safe, right. I'm talking this because it's Fear Effect. It's safe to say a, a game comes out every day, right? Every day. Sure. Oh, Someone's absolutely. Oh, At yeah. this point, because of Steam, absolutely a game comes out every single day. <laughs> well, it's not like there's only 365 games every year. There's, yeah. there's thousands and thousands of games. Yeah. Um, everyone, it's everyone's favorite time of the show. Podcast halftime. Take it away, Jones. Welcome to Easy Allies Podcast Halftime. The following are the official sponsors of the Easy Allies for the month of April. Michael Kozachenko, Devin Gibbs, Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Yoyotricks.com. A tutorial website for teaching people how to yo-yo. To buy yo-yos and learn how to get started, visit yoyotricks.com or their YouTube channel. YXBA, a really informative channel for a serious take on all things Nintendo. Visit youtube.com slash YXBA and subscribe. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. I used to think this was my podcast. But now I know I share it with Jones. <laughs> We're on team. We bet together too. Is yeah, all, yeah, all you're right. Out? Yeah, yeah. Red Eagles all the way. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll share it with you. Uh, we have one more story before we move on to love and respect. Uh, this one does not come as a surprise, I bet, to anyone on this panel. Nosgoth was officially canceled this week. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Wait, really? And I heard, I heard, well, I, I mean, no, not like, oh, I'm not getting my Nosgoth, but like, I, I had fun. We played it at PAX, like, we had a good time. Yeah, I think I was Boy. like Nos- two PAXs oh, ago. Oh, man. It did blow me away. It's not better than Overwatch, but it, 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 these people deserve a job. Yeah, I just yeah, don't for sure. I, yeah, Nosgoth. It's just so, oh, well, here's what's strange, development for so Long. It has been in development. It's been in uh, it's Fable Legends. Early access. It's been in early access for over a year. Uh, as of like a month ago, they said, "Yeah, it's releasing soon." And so, like recently, they just said, "No, nah, it's it's done." I, one of the most awkward E3 experiences I ever had. Oh my god! Okay, was, here we go. It was a Nazgoth appointment. Okay, yes. tell us about so, this. <laughs> Did was... you miss the Shenmue stuff for this? No, that was for Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is just equally offensive. But... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh right, you had you missed an E3 press yeah, conference. Yeah, I missed like yeah. one of the most defining moments in GT history <laughs> yeah. to watch dude bros shoot each other. It's fucking awful. Uh, anyway, Nosgoth, the the, the Nosgoth, it was a room. It was like a conference room at E3. They had okay. these conference rooms. Cool. Go in. Probably the nicest looking conference room of the entire event. Wow. Like, giant Nosgoth, like, lettering. Like, just PCs lined up everywhere. They were giving away just the, the, this really nice swag. Like what? Uh, like this, I think it was, I think it was like steel mouse pads. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Not, they weren't like insanely expensive or anything, but they, you yeah. know, they were, they had, they were spending money on Nosgoth. Yeah. Or at least that is the impression that one got walking into that room and I sat down and I played it and I just felt nothing. Sometimes when I'm like at an event and I'm playing something, you'll have a reaction, like a smile or a frown or something. And like a PR person will come up and be like, Oh, you know, they'll try to interpret my emotion. A guy came up Mm -hmm. and he was like, how do you feel about Nosgoth? And I said, I have to go to another appointment. I'm (laughs) sorry to do this to you. 
Like it was. You didn't answer his question. Oh, I didn't. He, oh, it, he did. Oh, I believe he did. It, I wasn't trying to be rude. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. But I didn't want to lie to this man's face. I didn't want to say I loved his game when I didn't love it. Like, ah, uh, I, 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 I have to go. I have to go. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, hey, will you go to prom with me? I got a thing. Um, I have to <laughs> go. I don't want to be rude, but I have I, to go. I got to go play Ghost Recon. I've never said anything worse than it's all right. That's what Nas That's got the this. lowest I'll go. I do want to PR. Like it's all right. Does anyone in the panel know who developed Nasgoth? Who the developer was? That's <laughs> no. One. It's surprising. It's Psionics who did Rocket League. Does Rocket League? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I didn't know that until I read this article today. So this one very successful team is making a super fun game that everyone enjoys, also making Nosgoth. I kind of feel like they're not too sad it got canceled. But you know what I mean? Do, do you yeah, know what that feels like, it. though? Yeah. Rocket League feels like something, like it was born out of passion and this idea. Like, we want to make a car game that's soccer. Like, it just, you can feel it. You can feel the energy when you play Rocket League. Yeah. Nosgoth was like, somebody sat these dudes down in the room and they're like, okay, we need to modernize Legacy of Kane, make a shooter. Yeah. Like it just seems like a free to play most shooter. Forced drawn out thing. Like every decision was made to make money and yeah, I don't know. Can I say something nice about Nazgoth? I'm sorry. In the yeah, wake sorry. in the wake of this game being dead and buried. Sure. Uh I like the sound design of Nazgoth. I like That playing, is the last thing I expect you to say. I liked playing I liked it packs, put the headphones on. I liked okay. playing a multiplayer uh, it was a shooter, but I mean, like, you got bows and arrows, so it's not like, you know, you're not dropping, like, 40 shots per second. Like, it's, it is a very, it is a slower, deliberate, third-person multiplayer game. But, like, I, I liked, you know, coming out of a building into an open area and kind of, like, Left for Dead, where, like, you would hear the thing before you saw it. Like, so you, I could recognize, oh, that hiss, I know what that is. I know what enemy type that is. I saw that guy behind me. That's probably coming at me. Like, so literally just from, I know where that's coming from. I know how to dodge it. I know I can now, like, move away from this attack. And this guy's probably putting everything into this attack. So he's going to miss me and then land right next to me. And then I can get an attack in. Like, I never actually was good enough at the game to put these into practice. Sure. But I'm always a fan of that in video games when I can pick up a cue just from listening. When you can, you know, back in the Resident Evil days when you could, like, you could hear the thing coming around the corner before you saw it. Or, or like Left 4 Dead when you'd hear the witch's music, you know, before you actually pissed what her off. What about when you're the last person left on your Counter-Strike team and you hear footsteps? Whoa, dude. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though, and why I wanted to talk about Nosgoth tonight is I think we could tell this would not be a success. I think we have got noses for that at this point. And I feel like we could have been able to communicate to Square Enix a year ago that was like, hey, this is not going to work out. Even to Psionics, we could say, hey, you're a great team. I don't, we don't know about this game. I, what is that? What can we tell? How do we make Nazgoths not happen anymore? They, you, it, games take too long to make, man. It, it, it's, a, it's a question mark at the beginning of every month. Are we going to keep doing this? You yeah. Know? You, you have to keep, you got to go for, you know, a, a, a year if you're unbelievably super lucky, most likely two, three, four, five years, you know, like working on a game. Um, I, I don't think there's any way to get rid of. It's like the homeless. It's, 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 there's no way to. There's no way to eradicate it, man. It's always going to be around. Nosgoth is the homeless. Yeah, all right. But the thing, I, the thing I don't understand is that the 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 emergency cord of Nosgoth that, that, that there's no you know just release it as is option you know because like it, it it's crazy that you that you're not going to release a game 
that people are playing. <laughs> it's like they play this game for a year, and yeah. you can't just release some form of it. Do you have to refund their money if it's early they are. access? They have refunded everybody's uh, money. Wow. Yeah. And it just will never exist. That's the craziest <laughs> thing. Like, the game will just get shut down, and a year from now, no one will ever be able to play Nosgoth. It'll just disappear. What's endlessly fascinating to me is they didn't just wake up one day and they said, well, it's not working out. Time to pull the plugs on Nosgoth. Uh, probably a very long time ago, they knew that this wasn't going to work out. And just the process of when they make that decision, how they pick when they're going to shut it down, how they communicate that. Yeah. Like, well, I would love to get behind the scenes on that. Here's what I really respect on them pulling the plug at all. Because sure. how easy would it have been to have just been like, okay, it's out. It's a piece of junk, but it's out. Like uh, that one DayZ copy and all those other... WarZ? WarZ and all these sure. like sketchy games that just release and are like, okay, here you go. Here's a game. Well, and they were just like, no, we're, we're canceling it. We're aborting and kind of like battle funding everyone yeah battle cry did a very similar thing that i respected it was like yeah you're right battle cry is not looking good right now good on them if if they could have just put it out don't you think what if i mean it's it was a it was a game where you bought things and it had to be maintained mm -hmm. like don't you think that was what caused the shutdown is they're like we don't want to spend the money to keep this thing afloat and yeah. what it needs to survive well, especially yeah. with rocket league it's like ugh, can you imagine all the resources this year that we put into nosgoth if we had put it into rocket league yeah can, like like you know like 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 the launch of nosgoth would probably pale in comparison to another skin <laughs> like a oh, rocket the money league, you make you know yeah yeah like so yeah it's just uh, yeah, Psionics, good. You're doing fine. Uh, yeah, like you know, you know yeah. what, Hubert, you actually you, you turn me around. Like, I, I I think I'm actually happy for them to do that because support. Um, because I feel bad. You know, it's like there is that part of me. It's like we are playing it right now. You know, it's like why can't we just why can't you just let some it's a lot of money to keep on playing it, but it, it. it is an yeah. investment, and it's not something you want people to do. You don't want them to half-ass it. If you're gonna launch a game, launch a game. Love, Love and respect. respect. So uh, I'm very grateful for this first one because I did my news. I had my rundown ready to go. Then I went to Love and Respect to see what people had written in. And uh, this next person had a huge news story that dropped this week that I totally forgot about. So I'm very grateful to you, Cody Thicker. The private service? Uh, no, it's not the private yeah, are we service. Are talking about the wild private <laughs> just, service? No. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. I'm grateful that? they shut those down. <gasps> Bunch of scumbag pirates living in their own little wonderland. Scumbag pirates? Yep. Playing? You got your servers taken down, you just little creeps. Playing just the, the game in its original format. For zero dollars. They had it coming. World, World of Warcraft doesn't belong to them. I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I did that. Uh, I'm, of course, being facetious. Uh, Codemasters this week. Uh, acquired the recently closed down Evolution Studios, developers of Drive Club, MotorStorm, and the 2000s WRC games. In the announcement, it was revealed that Codemasters is building a racing powerhouse. Every member of Evolution Studios was offered a position at Codemasters, with the majority of the team signing on. Evolution Studios will develop a new IP under the Codemasters stable. What would... Uh, sorry, what would be a good style of racing game for Evolution to develop, given the current understandings of the market and the studio's portfolio? Do you think that the studio is in a better position now than before with their closure, considering that Codemasters 
wants to develop a larger presence in the genre compared to Sony's dwindling racing interest. Thank you, Cody. So a lot to ingest there. Let me give you another TLDR because that was a long comment. Basically, yeah. So we talked about it, what was it, two weeks ago? Uh... <laughs> Enough, Jones. Enough noises. Come on, man. man. Um, Evolution Studios was shut down by Sony. Codemaster said, we will hire all of you. And most of them said, okay. So awesome. That is so awesome. That's incredible. This happened. Uh, Do we feel they're in a better position at Codemasters? And what would you like to see them develop? I think they're in a better position because Codemasters is on board. Yeah. Hyped up. Yeah. So it's It's a very consistent developer, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Codemasters, is, you can count on them year after year to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I guess the Dirt games are, like, great. Yeah. I, I feel like Codemasters is one of those companies where their reputation has only gotten better over time. Like, it's been a very gradual rise to prominence, and it just seems like there there is this group of fans that swears by Codemasters games. Like, no, these guys get racing. And we're never on these shows talking and saying anything bad about Codemasters. Right. We're never talking about Codemasters DLC or Codemasters, like, ruining pre-orders or anything. And, and if you think about how Drive Club was eventually kind of remembered by people that really cared about racing games, there were things that people were pointing to in Drive Club where they're like, Whoa, I can't believe they have rain effects like this. No racing game has done this. I yeah. can't believe like the cars handle this way in weather. No racing game has done this. Like People were really, really into those updates and the level of detail that they're working with. So it honestly seems like a perfect fit. So I'm a dreamer. Okay. Am I allowed to say any game I want from them? I love when you dream, Huber. Good. I want a game in the style of Road Rash. Go on. Motorcycle racing mm-hmm. with billy clubs and chains and baseball bats. That's what I want. Is there a story? There is a story mode where you are... Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> you are living at home in your parents' house. Okay. You're That's a high school start. student. Okay, whoa. And you just flunked out. You go down to the local 7-Eleven... <laughs> You I haven't this, told my parents yet, right? You have not told them. You okay. see this biker go by? Yeah. Being chased by cops, he billy clubs a motorcycle cop. Yeah. And you say, I want to do that. <laughs> so we pick up the bike right there. You pick up the, the cop's bike. bike. The yeah. cop's bike, take it home. Start working on it. Spray painting it. Mm-hmm. Making it your own. Yeah. And that's where the game begins. The first race, you show up. With a black, with black spray out. painted, yeah. police motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Either that or like extreme G, even like sci-fi so racing. Here, what I'm getting from this though is like that combat motorcycle game. And it's kind of in regards to Cody's question. You don't want a re- another regular racing game from this team. No, take Judge, a shot. Judge Dread racing game. Yeah, new yeah. new ownership, brand new thing. Like, let's go. Let's take a risk. Because Codemasters does some kind of fun stuff, mm-hmm. like with like, uh, is it called Jimkata? You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't go goof. They've never gone like not realistic. Yeah, I, I feel like they've also gotten more realistic over time. Yeah. So what if you did Road Rash but really realistic? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like the be? idea. Yeah, dude. Oh man. And the thing is, is like, the I honestly, needs it. I think you could see some parallels between Motorstorm, which was mm-hmm. kind of Evolution Studios' like claim to yeah. fame. And a road rash. Like, there are comparisons to make there. Yeah. I wonder if this is something that they were, they had considered for a long time and, like, saw this opportunity. Like, what if we bring these people in to do that? To do those projects that we wanted to do, but 
our fans are just you know they don't want that because they're you know like you said the trajectory of our company has been you know more and more uh realism well to be frank with you i didn't think codemasters was big enough had that kind of bankroll to just say okay yeah we'll take in a whole new studio that's crazy good for them they're doing something right yeah those guys yeah do you Kudos. Th- do you think the the PlayStation Plus thing is was one of the key undoings of Drive Club and therefore Evolution Studios? Um, I think it that was a huge factor. I think the biggest factor was it not functioning correctly when it launched. The right, main, but I'm saying the you main think... pitch of the game wasn't functioning correctly. Yeah. The right. thing the game was sold on. Didn't yeah, work. yeah, yeah. I think that undid them worse than the PlayStation Plus thing. Gotcha. And I feel like ugh, What's crazy is that Bloodworth says that game is amazing now. Or like, yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah, that game had such a 180. Like, it turned out so great. Yeah. But by then, everyone was checked out. Like, I I swear to you, there, on comments for every review for racing games, there's always going to be one guy that's like, man, this is okay, but I miss Drive Club. Mm -hmm. That guy is going to be there. And, uh, and as the end of Cody's question states, is like, I think that Sony honestly is like so stoked about Gran Turismo Sport. They probably didn't even want another racing game. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, that's great that Codemasters picked them up and that they're going to make making a new IP. Road Rush. Let's go. Okay, well, give me, let me get some quick dreams from Brandon. Brandon, then. What are your dreams for? The yeah, new IP? I'll take Huber's dream, man. Yeah? yeah you play new Road Rush? Uh, yeah. Do I have um, to be a high school student, though, who, like, stole a cop's bike? No, I don't. Yeah, not not so much with the life affirmation of police brutality. I'm not, no. No police but, brutality. I didn't mean that. I was just thinking of Tokyo Drift. We're just thinking only at high speeds. You see a cop just walking around, uh-huh. he's clear. But if he's driving, he's got boom. a coming. He's got a coming. Hey, uh, I. Yeah, I I have a, actually have a very uh, soft spot in my heart for Road Rash. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, I, I played that. Uh, um, yeah, back in the day a Road lot. Road Rash, you those motorcycle cops, you. Can... Um, I think <laughs> yeah, it's it either either theme or physics. Just go nuts in either of those directions. Sure. Um, I, yeah, with the stories, so I, I, I you know I'd be very surprised. I can't. There were there were some racing games that like had a story. I remember there was like one F one game that came out one year that had like the first. They had like the Need for Speed first person. Like you're gonna you're gonna be the best. I want to be your manager. Come into my trailer. And you're like what? <laughs> they just. I don't think that worked out for them. But um, uh, yeah, it'd be really exciting to see them. Like, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we just make a lot of money on the next game? How about that? You know, like obviously they have a lot of money, but like let's just maybe let's have a franchise. Let's have something that we do that that is a lot of fun that can. Can you know maybe bring in the Rocket League audience? They can bring in these other people that are more into car combat or other stuff. I have stuff. a question for you, Jones. What do you think about open world racing games? You love open world games, yeah? Do you like open world racing games? Love them. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I Mad Max yeah. was kind of a open world racing game. I mean, um, you know, obviously had like a lot of third person action stuff in there, but uh, yeah, love that. Yeah, any there's just a little like little mound I can hop over to jump over something all, all day. Ever since uh, um, Smugglers were on the PS2. Love it. Run. Yeah, I guess that counts. Ben, what's your dream? What do, you, I, what do you want them to work on? I want them to. This this would never happen. It would it would make a lot of people very angry. But I want them to pull a PT. I want them to market a racing game, and I want them to show footage, and I want them to say this racing game will have the best physics you've ever seen, the most cars, okay, the greatest amount of customization. Mm-hmm. And when you buy that game, it has a big old car on the box. But then you play it. And very slowly, 
after like the first race, mm-hmm. your guy just gets out of his car <laughs> and he starts wandering and he like goes through a portal. And it's Silent Hills. <laughs> and so yeah, you're you're in you're in a bizarre world where people are speaking different uh. languages to you. And you don't understand what's going on. And suddenly you have a like a stamina meter pop up. And uh-huh. You don't know what you're doing. And then the monsters come out of the dark. Like, I want... A ri- that's all I want. Full that's all I want. Sleeper cell again. development. Yes. You have a company bringing a team yeah. oh knowing God. full well you are not... We're not even going to have do any business with you whatsoever. Like, you're just going to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. But people are going to have expectations because they know who we are. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm completely on board with that as long as I get back in the car at some point. No. In this weird Well, world. no. The, the your final your final boss yeah. is your car. You have to fight your car. <laughs> okay. It morphs into like sweet right. tooth interest in metal. Right. All right, Cody. I hope that's what you were looking for. <laughs> um, let's do this one. This is from um, Oct- needs to happen. Octavio Dumont. Okay. Hi, Kyle and the boys. This week, I got the best video game deal ever. On Monday, for a couple of hours on Steam, Dark Souls 3 Deluxe Edition price was only 14 Mexican pesos, which is a little over, a little less than a dollar. Whoa! I was hesitating on buying it for PC or PS4, so I bought it without thinking. I'm a big Souls fan, and I have bought every entry full price. After a couple of hours on completing the transaction, I was beginning to feel a little strange, like I did something wrong that I was stealing from From Software or Steam, how would you feel after something like this? So this was a Steam glitch? Maybe. I don't know how Steam works with pesos or anything, but yeah, it sounds like it wasn't a permanent deal. Um, yeah, I just got Dark Souls 3 limited edition, deluxe edition uh, for a little less than a dollar. Never feel dollars. never yeah. feel bad about a deal, ever. If something's on sale, awesome. Me personally, I uh, I feel gross buying used games. Yeah, which I haven't done in a very 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 long time. Like since starting st- starting a job in the industry, I just don't buy used games anymore. Like finding out that all that money goes to GameStop and the developers make zero off it. But backdoor shady deal, man. Anytime. <laughs> I, th- I think if you're a From Software, you account for that. You realize, like, uh, we can't control what weird sales Steam's going to have or what we're, you know. Uh, or, or, you know, as uh, as much as we would like to. I don't know you know, necessarily how much control they have over that. Yeah. Or, or say. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel guilty. It does feel weird, though. I mean, it, 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 it's... It, even, even now, it feels weird getting games for... Uh, um, uh, Getting getting games for review, like a lot of times we'll get one copy of something for review, like way in advance. But then, like right on launch day, we'll get like eight Battlefronts, and it's like it feels kind of gross holding like four Xbox One copies and four PS4 copies of Battlefront. Like, yeah, uh, you know, because yeah, like yeah. we know, like not all of us are gonna play this. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird for us to like, wow, well, we just give these all to our friends now. It's like well, that's not cool, right. you know. It's like so you're just kind of staring at these, you know. Five hundred dollars of merchandise in your hands, being like, "What do we?" What do, actually? What do we who do did we this? end up donating our library to, though? Uh, to uh, Get Well Gamers. Yeah. So you know, at least something good came out of those things. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, have you ever gotten such a good deal that you felt bad for the developer? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so Witcher Two came out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was still in Iowa at that point, and I went to this place called Half Price Books, and they were a new and used like book selling place they also took in video games both new and used and i went and i saw a copy of the witcher 2 which had just come out that week new in shrink ramp in a dvd case for twenty dollars 
And I was like, well, I got to get this. And I bought it. And I, I went up to them and she said, I'm not sure the price is right on this. And she's like, no, it is. But it was an old woman who, like, oh, I'm no. not saying old yeah. women don't know anything about video games. But this particular old woman did not know what she was doing. And sure. so I, I walked away with a very underpriced copy of The Witcher 2. And yes. you felt bad. No. No. Like, <laughs> sorry, that was a setup for that. You said, yeah, I felt bad oh, because I got I, such I a I felt deal. weird. I okay. had to process it. Uh-huh. I wasn't, I was like, what just happened? But... I'm I'm kind of on board with Huber. You know, if you have a receipt saying no, I purchased this thing. The seller placed it at this price. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything wrong, right? And there's nothing bad. I know this is weird coming from me, but there's nothing wrong with saving money, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's all you can do is is pay for the thing, yeah. right? And I don't know. That's yeah. why I always get my Blu-rays at Target the week they come out. I wish video deals. games. I wish video games were like that. Blu-rays reward early adopters so you can get star wars for 25 bucks week one mm. you go next week and it's 35 huber right? that actually exists for video games if, okay sort of oh, there's, yeah, there's some stipulations i love that. if there i'm sure there are other things too that people will say but if you're an amazon prime member mm-hmm. are you an amazon prime member yes if you pre-order a game on amazon i realize people have stipulations about pre-ordering rightfully so but if you pre-order a game on amazon you get like ten dollars off Cool. So a sixty dollar game is like fifty bucks. I need to do that, and that's what I've been doing. And you, you'd be amazed, like yeah. how much you save with that Dang. that little deal. That's yeah, good. and I think honestly, where it comes from and why it feels weird is that sometimes it feels good to give a developer a lot of money. Absolutely. Sometimes it just feels good to just like here's sixty bucks. This means a lot to me right now. Yeah. But it means a lot to me to spend this money on you. Dark Souls Three, no qualms about the purchase. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I understand why it would feel weird. I don't think you should feel bad, Octavio. Uh, you just found a great deal. Yeah. It would be strange if this person described themselves as a huge From Software fan, and they got all of the Souls games for a dollar, right? Yeah. But this person has been supporting this company mm-hmm. for years. And he just happened upon this freak accident that allowed him to get this game. Yeah. To me, that's a totally different thing. Miyazaki would do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, let's do one more. Yeah. It's time to end the podcast, but let's just do one more. I feel bad. You made the camera beep last week, Kyle. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> All right, well, do, you know, don't talk too long. All right. Here we go. Uh, this comes from Luis. Here we go. Uh It's easy to consider Nintendo the Disney of video games, the legacy, the globally recognized icons and characters, the primarily all-ages catalog, etc. Yet, they, unlike Disney, don't have golden age characters. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are still recognized, but they aren't in the company's films anymore. They have created new IPs, new worlds, and new franchises, making boatloads of money off of an ever-growing audience. It is completely out of the question for Nintendo to focus on new IPs. Sorry, is it completely out of the question for Nintendo to focus on new IPs? Build a bronze statue of Mario and Miyamoto in front of the front gate and move forward. Could Nintendo ever have their Pixar or are we always going to be waiting for new Mario and new Zelda and new Metroid? Thanks for all the content and congrats on coming back with such force. Love and respect, Luis. Thanks, Luis. Yeah. I like. I love, thanks for including that at the end. Oh, by the way, we're cool, Luis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's me who said New Metroid and right. those voices because I feel like we are that. Where's New Mario? I'm that. I'm absolutely. Where's New Mario? I'm like, totally that guy. I mean, has Disney diversified or what? I mean, it, uh, there's there's nothing. You know, they have, like they have, that? they have five cruise ships. But you know, yeah, it's, the, I, I, I think I think it's 
I think on really standing at a distance, you can compare Nintendo and Disney, but it's like Disney can create new franchises because they're they're five hundred times the size of the company that, yeah. that Nintendo is. I mean, this is it's maybe a, it's more completely different scale. Like it's yeah, it's insanity. All the things that, that Disney does. Disney like owns the world. I, I was I was at yeah I was at Costco the other day. I saw Huggies and like Mickey's on the Huggies, and it's like and it's like from his perspective, you know, you're like, well, I mean, they're you know, Mickey, Goofy, these aren't in you know stuff now. It's like there are they're all over the place. Like they're they actually just completely rebranded Mickey a couple years ago, and there's like he has a whole new string of cartoons. He's got like his new Saturday morning, sh- you know, cr- you know. Yeah, Mickey's still show. around for sure. Oh, for, yeah, all yeah, over the place. Epic Mickey. Not to mention Kingdom Hearts and you know, um, but so it's tough. I think I'm like I think I'm thinking too much about this to actually effectively answer the question. Ben, you seem upset here. What's going on? I'm a little upset because because the you, I would argue that Disney with their movies, their primary objective is to tell a story. I would argue that Nintendo's primary objective with their games is to not tell a story, and in fact, they've gone on record saying that. Yeah. And so, I think if your primary objective is to tell a story. If you're a company that lasts many, 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 many years, of course you are going to need new characters, new settings, you know, new stories. Whereas if you're Nintendo and your primary objective is to be like, okay, we have this new hardware, how can we manipulate that hardware? Or we have these mechanical ideas, how do we manipulate those mechanical ideas? I think it's a lot easier to... If that is your singular objective, is that if, is that is your chief priority, it's easier to do that with things that are already established. Because I think the desire to shift to new worlds and new places comes from the drive of telling new stories. But that seems to be changing, right? Like, I think Splatoon is an incredibly encouraging thing. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up, actually. Yeah, that is that is a game that is exploring new mechanical ideas with a totally new world and new characters. But the important thing about Splatoon, and I think this gives you a lot of insight into Nintendo's philosophy is Nintendo or Splatoon was created and led by young developers. Yeah. You know, and if you kind of look at the people that have been running the show for a long time in Nintendo, they keep using Zelda. They keep using Metroid. They keep using Mario. And so I think if you want to see new things, we have to encourage and say, give new people at Nintendo a shot. And I think Splatoon's a great example of that. It's why I expect to see more. I hope so. The response to Splatoon has been huge. And it's just like, well, how did Mario Maker sell? And it's like, oh boy. But, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. we have bad news for you. It's people like Splatoon a lot more. Right, right. You know, right. it's but like that. Isn't that the most depressing thing, though? Isn't that always the other side of the coin? Like, I would see, I would have reviewed Splatoon. Uh-huh. And in the comments of that review, they'd be like, well, I would get this, but I know Smash Brothers. I want Smash Brothers instead. Oh, or wow. I want Mario instead. And like, that's the other thing is you Nintendo, I think, is so associated with its properties that there are people that only buy those systems for a Mario Kart, for a Mario, for a Zelda. And that's frustrating, too. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the main things working against <laughs> Nintendo also is that like Disney doesn't have these obvious like calendar events coming up that will oh we're of course gonna get another mickey thing because the xbox one is coming out you know it's like whereas like every time we get a new console it's like well now now they gotta double down on all the new consoles we're getting another Mario party we're getting another smash brothers yeah whereas like you don't know when you're getting another goofy cartoon or something you don't know when they might go back and revisit those characters the wii u failing will probably be one of the best things that's ever happened in nintendo like Splatoon, the response from that 
Wii U kind of like built off the Wii, almost like the, these old ideas. I think because of that, they're going to take a serious look. NX. Hubert. Changing of the guard. The Wii U being the best thing. That was really cool. Wii U failing will be the best thing I have in Nintendo. Yeah. I like it. Uh, let's do some bets. Ben going to say something. Okay, Ben, I, what's up? Well, okay. Put a pin in this one. This, what's it? This, what you got? This is... Uh, I've said a lot of things that people disagree with, but this might be like number one. Oh boy! If Nintendo, Excellent. if Nintendo, if Nintendo came out and they said, "We have all of these new ideas that we're excited to share with you. We're not making another Mario game for the next console ever. Not if it's if it's around for seven years, we're not making another Mario game." Yeah, I would like stand up and yell at my screen with joy. And I love Mario. Yeah, but that's the boldness I want to see. That would be I a wanna, headline. That would be big news. I want you to say. You can ask us until you're blue in the face, but we're just going to be making new stuff. Yeah. Like, I would I would get a fucking Nintendo tattoo on my arm. <laughs> That's how excited I would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, here's our new character. It's like a knot of hair. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm I just, so on board. Like, take me to your <laughs> yeah. strange future where there is yeah. no, where there are no Italian plumbers. Like, I, okay. Yeah. That's not what I mean, but you know. Yeah. Here he yeah. is, everybody. Drain sticker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Ben. Exclusively That's a cool dream. for NX. Right. Yeah, well, I want because, Drain Sticker. Because everybody's like, man, yeah. I hope Zelda comes to NX. And I'm like, I hope Drain Sticker comes to NX. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're Drain Sticker people. Thank you, everyone, for your comments. Uh, it's time for bets. Bravely Second will be released this Friday. This time next week, I'm going to go to Amazon.com. I'm going to click on Customer Reviews. What will the percentage be next to one star? What is the percentage of reviews that will be one star? For bravely second, Jones, you are you getting a weapon or something. What's going on no, here? I'm looking for my. Right. Huber lost his bet. I don't have a weapon. I don't have a billy club. I did next to zero research on this. I just have faith in. Sure. Bravely default to two percent. Is that super low? Um, I'll tell you why. I have a theory. It'll be high once we're through them all. Okay. Two percent. Huber. One percent. Nice. That's how I like my milk. Three percent. Eleven percent. Let me lock those in. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are mad about censorship. I bet there's going to be like so many like one-star reviews just like, this game was censored. I didn't even think about, about that. that. You're That's totally my theory. right, That's Kyle. Dang it. Well, but you got you got the top. It's Huber and I that are out, but you got the 3%. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... You, you and I, Kyle are waging no, war on this No, I think one. it's going to be like 15, 20%. Those yeah. censorship people are very mad. They're mad. They want to <laughs> give that game one star. Uh, whether they, Sophie's whether clearly they're distressed about this. Yeah, she's here to support Ben. For <laughs> listeners, Sophie just like hopped up on Ben's lap after yeah. that <laughs> display of frustration. Ben's, Ben's, Ben's an easy mark. She looks yeah. at the four of us. She's like, I bet I can get cuddles from Ben right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, Sophie. Uh, last week's bet, Ratchet and Clank, came out this week. Uh, what I did was I looked at the top 10 most recent reviews on GameRankings.com. How many times combined would I see the words film and movie? This is a good one. This is a good one. I'm Jones, excited about these. Jones, you bet seven. Yep. Bloodworth bet 12. Ian bet 22. I bet 12. The actual number of combined mentions of the word so film many. or movie, 47. <laughs> Holy so cow. 47 amongst 10 reviews. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get credit. game based on the movie game. But every you time, you always pick the good words, man. Every time you every time you do those where it's like, I'm going to search the review and try to find that word. Like, there's that little guy on my shoulder who's like, it could be 47 every yeah. time because you never know. So who won? I'm sorry? Uh, Yeah, Ian won. You won. Then oh. your seat won. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, this is unearned. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I was not aware when I wrote the bet that there would actually be scenes from the movie in the 
in the yeah. game. It's really hard not to mention movie in that yeah, case. Sure. But like one guy did it ten times. GameSpot, <laughs> I gotta give GameSpot credit uh zero times. Zero films, zero movies. Did they say Pixar? So I did do I looked for Pixar as well. How many people do you think out of ten said Pixar? Out of ten? Yeah. Six. Two. Uh, Jones, you got a bet? Three. Five. Ooh. Five out of ten had the word Pixar. That's still really disappointing. That's so it's a annoying. lot. Yeah, yeah, it's so a lot of Pixar. <laughs> Pixar. Um, if it's animated, it's Pixar. So with that point, the green lizards now have two points. Uh, Red eagles are locked at one, so that they're ahead of us now, Jones. I know. Nice. I know it's fine. By the way, we your name, this, your team name is Green Lizards. We have, under, we have under, so if zero people do it, we got it. And then from 3% to like 7 or 8%, yeah, we've got it. Yeah, there could still be a lot of five stars to balance out the one stars. Yeah. I don't know. I think your logic is pretty sound. Uh, so, Ben, what you've won is not just that point for your team, but also the right and responsibility to tell everyone what your Twitter name is. Mm. You get final word on anything that was said in this podcast that you disagree with. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you've produced, and uh, you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at BenMoore035. Man, will that ever not feel gross to say? 035? No, well, that. And just, I don't know, I just don't like saying Twitter names, but it's fine. Uh, the thing I disagree with, that that Titanfall 2 teaser bored me. Sorry. <laughs> that was boring. <laughs> I am not engaged. Uh, and the thing I would like to promote shamelessly, uh, is we just shot our first, uh, we just put up our first episode of the second podcast frame trap. It was a blast. Uh, I had so much fun doing it and it's a two hour long conversation that descends into madness and it's a lot of fun. Um, so if you could check that out, it would mean a lot to me. I just forgot something. Where can we check that out? We can check it out at youtube.com slash easy allies. And what is easy allies? Easy allies. Why, we're a collection of gentlemen that like video games and make videos about video games. I would like to support something like that. How could I do that? Oh, man, I'm so glad you asked. So if you go to, <laughs> if you search on Google, which uh -huh. is how I find most things, sure. just Google Easy Allies Patreon, you will see what mm. these guys do, who they are, what they care about. You'll see it all. It's the whole package. Cool. And if you'd like to support, you can write on that page. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, it's very interesting in general. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I guess I sign off now, huh? Mm-hmm. So, thanks, everybody, for watching. And, as always, pay to win. Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Michael Kozachenko, Devin Gibbs, Eb Software, YoYoTricks.com, YouTube.com slash YXBA, Simon Anderson, Jesse Fish, Nicholas, Beaten Down Brian, Benjamin Goldberg, Mango, Lucas Smith, Rick Argomenes. Bradley Spies, Jared Reef, Alex Koch, Richard Smuts, Blue Suter, Boris Sherl, Ibrahim Sozer, Matthew Palling, Data Mouth, Chris and Rebecca McKeague, Brent Phillips, Taylor Bingham, Ken Lair, Jan Thaysen, Andrew Kidd, Yo Butts, David Witt, Athena, Ingo Tuletz, Clayton Ingram, Gino Elite, Wesley Welcomer, Ian Bradburn, Johans Bretz, Nefertiti Jenkins, Talenthus, Oliver Weig, Phoenix Doss, Tanner Holmes, G. Levin, 
Gustav Gerzilla Strombaum, Patrick Chong, Isabella Crane, Hasney, Jay Shee, Jason A. Sackle, Gary Fair, Garrett Evett, Kerry Karrison, Patrick Guitard, Yasser Alusseini, Robert Stoffel, Douglas, Conglator, Tim O'Keefe, Paul Judge, Robert I, Mark J. Betters II, Greg Kettering, Andrew Aiken, Neil Generous, Kristen59, Ian Staana, Todd Yurkovic, Matthias, Kesselvig Jensen, Umar Chaudhry, Zachary Wingate, David Flynn, Suiko Shining Force 2, Michael Bisegli, Majnoff, Brad Lohman, Glenn Boland, Anthony Cabrera, Peter Ward, Genma123, Joshua Layer, Gary James, Colt Doss, The Banana Forklift Killer, Joaquin Morovuo, Hendra Wardy, David Wynn, Jean Philippe, Keo Quarter, Ahmad Sami, Rory McGuire, That One Video Gamer, The Dex, Walker Hope, Christopher Wells, Michael Favaki, Randy Puckett, 44 Stars, David Peterson, Kaylee Murdoch, Matthew Shornig, Brian Woods, Impact 93, Charles Anthony Iapacino, Yong Lee, John Michael, Caleb Aranda, Derek Kuhn, Kuvshinov Ilya, Lee Young, Jeffrey Shearer, Jeffrey Daniel Lasley, Stephen Armenta, Alexander Patashkin, Tralium, Fabian Schuster, Samuel Justice, Stephen K, Sarah, Brendan Kennedy Gould, Rafal Gowinski, Reiner, Colby Keith, Olivier Castide, Eric Gustafson, Christopher Foss, Niels Frederick Elbol, The Hashtagonist, Stephen Purifoy, Morgan Woth, Alonzo Jasberry, Nick Kerkerado, Ahab, Monica, Junior Maltamura, Matt McCarthy, Sandra Bernard, Sam Joven, Sun Pham, Ricardo Moreno, Evan Ang, Spencer Wise, Kim Monk Vonderlei Hagensen Peterson, AZ, Justin Wenderoff, Anthony Gomez, Sahad Wagen, Darius Chambers, Struggler, Lars Berger, Quinton Valiente, Christopher Dixon, Oliver Brandt, Gally Gutierrez, Matt Ferguson, Evan Anderson, Jason Huberts, Reed Johnson, Phoenix Rouge, Manuel Thomas, Kevin DeBolt, Julio Ruiz, Stephen S., Usman Khan, Wayne Utterback, Thanos Varthakouris, Taggart McStone, Fat Shadow, Dan Sebring, Alex Monaco, Casper Freidensberg Nielsen, Jason Hill, Michael Riley, Pixel Critics, Self-Confessed Cynic, Kevin Altman, Marcel Frolick, Kevin Kirk, David Hannon, Paul Roost, Ed Moreno, Refill, Marius Matheson, Riche Nadu, Elizabeth, Arkham Fantasy, Two-Headed Turtle, Josh, The Magnanimous Dressier, Paul David Santana, Ben Sheen, Grassman Matt, Gustav Summers, Robert Marquardt, Ulf himself, Joel Peterson, Florian Morganbesser, Zach Bardsley, Zach Leon, Ian Barker, Michael Paez, Andrew Buckter, Christopher Donnelly, Jeff Robertson, Toby Weld, Sean Mackey, Myzek, Garrett Fox, Nathaniel Howe, Bill Tone Mayu, Joaquin Bang, The Original Snitch, John Meyer, Fozzie, Shutaro Takeda, Patrick Bradburn, Simon Gauthier, Raymond Chow, Lou Chow, Lauren Norris, Dennis Franklin, Eddie Reisner, Connor Rosine, Adam Ward, Alan Zia, Neil Brophy, Captain Fancy Pants, Zinterax, Stephen Cohen, Garrett Stams, Kyle Bradford, Jan Christian Heigl, Michelle Nub, Jimmy Mileson, Adam Damon, Ferris Ruhi, Carlos Gonzalez, Alexander Ackelman, Marty Savage, William Kirk, Daniel Turnold, Alexander Schiller, Ciara Wheeler, Bonnie and Jason Connor, Henry Clark, Daniel McCone, Shinaclone, Ali Khan Sunger, Durgesh Patel, Christine Shireman, Christer Lundmark, Link 666 Goron, Brendan Leahy, Ya Boy Benny B, G. Sith, David Tran, Justin Moore, Carl Smith, 
Nesta Reyes, Sean de Almeida, Oscar Lechuga, James Helmus, Richard Eiley, Michael Shriver, Kyle Painter, Colin Hoyleman, Adam Adler, Luis Ibarra, Faraz Rizvi, Adam Mullaney, David Kennedy, Joey and Kate, Aaron Stewart, Ed Costigan, Tyler Dennis, Dave Lawrence, William Nicholas Schoen, Jack Cooksley, Mauricio Fuentes, Aaron Murphy, Owen DJ, Calvin Crack, Calder Fertig, Hoogie Boogie, Sam Sorensen, Travis Ng, Michael Tenick, Marco Zanone, Forrest Polk, Edvin Zek, Crash and Burn, Thomas Wigington Jr., Eduardo Ortiz, Grant Richardson, Sean Doom, Sebastian Trier, Trolls Rasmussen, Douglas Skiles, Trey Blissett, Leif Johnson, Spencer Jerome, Matthias Larson, Tim Strothman, KBM 13, Ferris Denning, Brett Morris, Elliot Moscow, Maximilian Leibach, Dale Payne, Michael Kozik, Hansel S. Thompson, Joe Burns, Simon Chamberlain, Peter Shoemaker, Jas Musser, Marco Hernandez, Mans Anderson, William Davu, Guraneko182, Mecha Messiah, Philip Klarskoff Jensen, Michael Agent, Bastwood, Derek McCaskey, Bethany Spina, Paul Bishop, Todd Paxton, Jorge Gigante, Dinesh Patel, Joshua Van Swall, Stefan Wall, Ryan E. Garcia, Evan Bronham Davis, Luke Arnold, Heath Richards, James Kennedy, Tarek Lem, Greg Murtaugh, Jonas, Christopher, Trung Nguyen, PJ Natomi Garona, Eric Jackson, Marcel Walton, Amy Hunt, Brandon Roberts, Alan Rusin, Anders Algreen Hansen, Helping Leon, Carl Williams, Ryan Anderson, Marius Smith, Galen Hallenbeck, Sean McGowan, Juan Iobo, Hugo Calm, Bryce Ray Parker, Eric Steffens, Ali Almutawa, Paolo Constable, Robert Ori Einerson, Roman Udolf, Jacob Whittington, Slacker Becker, David Ferber, wow, that was epic, Outcast Rider, Tony Knox, Zustick, Adam Henry, Mike Hook One, Andrew Gregory, Alan Voss, Dennis Lennon, Skender Yashari, Daniel Wong, Tobias Zykon, Sammy McKee, Taylor Hoyt, Oscar Anderson, Nuno Amaral, Trey Whetstone, Christopher Santis, Jonathan Trier, Calgareth, Kevin Friedis, Stephen Blomkamp, Joey Donaldson, Oliver Ingham, Ira Hov, Sebastian Urban, Sean McGing, Matt Gunther, Cody Wesley, Randy Vershuren, Dawood Baharski, Yuri Divinity Van Leeuwen, Tuttle, Andrew Stoic, Sean Smith, Alec Church, Andrew Wanser, Aaron Lopez, Broderick Gords, Brendan Townsley, Andy H., Carlos Lopez, Thomas Abrams, Nick Mazzola, Ivan Ponce, Michael Eaton, Code Red, Fabian Kindle, Brian Cause, Alfredo Gonzalez, Socrates, Mark Addy, Alex Brandt, Bjornar Haraldsvik, Christopher A. Butler, Wayne Brannigan, V. Kira Ray, Christopher Ratliff, Marek Orachowski, Alan Wynn, Peter Wynn, Jesse, James, Lance Mink, Kevin Camposano, Siama Mishra, Andrew Allen, Peter Davis, Manuel Gebert, Andreas Kother, Jonathan Ramirez, David Ebby, MJ, Stephen Wagstaff, Jake Landry, Jan Fate, Matthew Colomb, Ryan Tangman, Thrash Anuva, Michael Musselman, Daniel Bushnell, Thorir Danielson, Stephen Walther, Evan Anderson, Azazel Valkyrie, Gilly Hilario, Tristan Howard, Eric Santoy, Don Turner, Murabak Alsharad, Alfredo De Leon, Tense George, Modron, Edison S. Prada Jr.